0: Hello and welcome to this brand new China Chat. I'm your host Joe and this episode I sat down with with author Jamie Engel. She is the writer of Nine Circles, which will be coming out in July. I want to say July 13th. If I'm July 13th ish, maybe July 20th, some somewhere in the middle of July. And this uh, story is about um, this angel of vengeance who is tasked to watch over the, the the end times witness. And guiding him through the nine circles of hell. Uh, this was a wonderful interview with Jamie. She was a wonderful to talk to, um, and I just want to give credit where credit is due. You know, we, we bring it up in the uh, the episode itself, but we didn't go like too deep into it. Um, but I want to give a shout out to the uh, the illustrator, cool as heck, and the the color artist. Uh, Stacy, uh, nope, sorry. Nope. That was my bad. Crystal Sayers. I don't know why I said Stacy. Um, these, these guys did a wonderful job, uh, all three of them on this, this comic. And we talk about it in the episode proper. And we also talk about just Jamie's work and and her love for everything sci-fi and everything comic related of, of sorts. So uh, please enjoy this episode. All of her social media links will be in the show notes. And um, that's really everything. So uh, enjoy. Thank you all for joining me today for this uh, special interview with me today. Uh, writer Jamie Ingle. Writer. Or ja- writer. <laughs> Jamie. Thank you for welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. How of are you course.
1: today? I am doing awesome. How are you?
0: uh tired uh just got (laughs) off of work so it's been uh been a heck of a day up here in in indiana we've got some some warm weather rolling through i know uh you're based out of florida so warm weather is this this weather we're having here is normal for you
1: yeah Um, We, we have four seasons we have shorts bathing suits half shorts and three quarter pants (laughs) those are our seasons i you know
0: what i believe it i was literally literally just down there a few weeks ago uh my family and i were at disney world so um yeah i understand the weather down there very well (laughs) but yeah so you are here today uh you're gonna be talking about a com your comic book that's gonna be coming out um in july by the time you know everybody's hearing this in the end of june Uh, you're, we're a few weeks away from your comic book release, uh, published in, in stores. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that here just a little bit, but I wanted to talk to you. First question I ask everybody whenever they come on, uh, what is your comic book origin story? And I'll, I'll revise that to be, what is your just science fiction origin story? Because reading your bio on your, your website, I I feel like you're more science fiction than comic book. So yeah. Both, either or. Go ahead and shoot.
1: Um, I will go with the comic book origin because it's really cool. Um, My grandfather used to tell me Hulk stories when I was a little girl. So I would sit on his lap and he would make up these elaborate stories about the green Hulk and the orange Hulk and the purple Hulk and the red Hulk. And he would finish the story and, you know, wide eyed. And I would just be like, Tell me another one, Pop Pop. Tell me another <laughs> one, and I just loved the oral storytelling and the you know. I mean, he he died unfortunately when I was in high school, so he never got to see this Marvel universe come to life. Oh yeah. Um, so I always think of him when I watch any of these Marvel masterpieces.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Um, yeah, so that was like my start, and then I was um, I was a lonely child. Um, I used to pretend that I was wonder woman and I had my jump rope. That was my lasso of truth. And I would, uh, we had this, like, you know, those like sidewalls that don't serve any purpose in like oh, yeah. a town, townhouse community. Yep. I would jump on top of that and like jump off and then spin in circles and search for my, um, invisible ship, which I could never find.
0: <laughs> um... What do I, it's weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So like so that's my comic book origin story. I thought I was Wonder Woman, and um, was you were parkouring
0: buddy's... before parkouring became cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, I started that.
0: That's awesome. I believe
1: it. <laughs> it
0: it's fact now. It's, it's going to be on the podcast. It's fact. Right. <laughs> um, but so what about uh, like science fiction mm-hmm. origin? Like I saw, like I said in your yes. bio, uh, you had mentioned your story about how you were in fifth grade writing this short story and your your teacher was like hey you should publish it publish this yeah
1: yeah it was cool it was the first time that i learned and like had the comprehension that anyone could publish i like i thought like published authors were you know born into it like royalty or hollywood yeah. or i didn't know i could do it you had to go um, through like 18
0: years of schooling just to be able to write one page of a, of a novel
1: yeah i mean yeah. i didn't even Consider that I could. And I, ironically, um, it was before COVID. So maybe 2018, 2019, I went back to my fifth grade elementary school. And that teacher came to the school to listen to me speak. And I presented that story to her because I still have it and thanked her for being like the starting point of this being a reality that i'm now selling books at her you know at my school with these kids and it was really cool that's
0: really awesome yeah. that's and, and she probably felt like like uh, uh what's the correct term like grateful for that like wonderful yeah,
1: like like satisfied that, that all that i mean you you gotta know i mean i remember how we treated our teachers so they go through a lot of pain and suffering yes. for a little bit of money. So that had to have been like, okay, it was worth it Yep, yep, yep <laughs> moment yep, uh-huh. for her. Um, but sci-fi wise, um, I have several pretty strong memories. Um, I watched Back to the Future probably more times than the editors have. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: love all three of them equal. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, um, when Steven Spielberg came out with Amazing Stories, that show captivated me like nothing else. And I just, don't know i just fell into those stories so deeply like et you know all those great blockbuster 80s sci-fi stories like like stranger things has kind of brought back
0: yeah um
1: so i think that was really the origin of all that i just really felt i mean star wars too but i think star wars cliche at this point to say (laughs) and it wasn't why i fell in love like i really didn't fall in love with that i fell in love with spielberg's um his creative Everything he did creatively, I fell
0: in love with. Yeah, he had a he had a method to his madness back mm-hmm. in the eighties and early nineties that I I'm not gonna say he's lost touch with it, but it's just not this not the same. Like the, the audience magic. has changed too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, um, yeah. Because I I'm right there with you. Like a lot of the eighties and nineties of his stuff. I Back to the Future is another. It's a favorite of mine. My brother, younger brother, um, fell in love with that movie so much so that he finally was able to buy a DeLorean uh, about a decade back. Yeah. He doesn't have it anymore. List.
1: But... Well, it's on my to-do yeah. list. And I I have an idea for the next Back to the Future that um, Zemeckis, if you're listening, I'm ready to talk anytime
0: <laughs> about. Well, I mean, if... <laughs> You you may want to go. Have you read the comics of the Back to the Future comics? Yes, because yes. those are technically canon. And and there's a musical. And, you yes,
1: know. The musical
0: just got announced here yep, recently.
1: Yep. So yeah, so it's it's all happening. I'm gonna I'm gonna slide into that universe. I think you
0: can. I totally think you can. I'll well, I do
1: cosplay as Martina McFly because somewhere in the space time continuum, Marty became Martina. Yes, and I do cosplay that at uh, at comic conventions.
0: I mean, if the MCU has taught us anything, the multiverse is you know
1: it's it's possible
0: yeah loki you know loki has shown us that you can totally be a female and be fine with that
1: it's exactly
0: true (laughs) awesome um so some of the you're a published novelist um you've actually won a few different awards i had them up here a second ago and now i've lost them uh sorry here we go um the awards are, I mean, you'd know them. There we go. The L. Ron Hubbard Writers of Future Award, uh, Kirkus, Edi- Kirkus Editor's Choice, Publisher's Weekly Book Life Prize, and Book Life Prize, oh, and the Book Life Prize of One both fiction first, and nonfiction. fiction Yeah, yes, yeah. you got it. Um, so you you have been publishing since mm, 2015, I believe? Yeah,
1: about 2012-ish, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. Mm-hmm. Um, your first published book was the what uh, the Clifton Chase and the Arrow of Light. Yes. um, tell me a little bit about that and that series because it's a two books two book series.
1: Yes. Um, so Clifton is a boy from my town who finds a magic arrow and he time travels to rescue King Richard's nephews from the Tower of London. Ooh. Um, my son was bullied, so we were homeschooling for a few years, and we joined an archery club in Wickham Park. And I remember driving there one day and there's like these rows. Um, and at the end of these um, shrubbery rows were uh, targets. And for some reason I saw this dwarf hopping from shrub to shrub chasing us because we had this magic arrow that he wanted back. And so I went home and obviously if it's a dwarf, you're in the medieval ages. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the medieval ages, then I came across the, um, the princess story. And I sort of wanted to redeem them because... I have discovered that's what I write about. I write redemption stories. Okay. And um, I wanted to redeem them and give them a different storyline, a different um, ending. And so that kind of was the premise for the book. And I really never intended on writing books. I wanted to write movies, but I lived in Florida and it was 2000. Yeah. So that was not a thing could not write and sell a movie from Florida no, not back in Florida, then.
0: No, <laughs> now, um, I mean, now that's a dif- different time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now I did last week. I did. I sold my first movie from Florida. So it's Ooh. possible. We'll
0: dig ch- we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> a little bit more into that here. In just yeah, a
1: for sure. So, yeah, so that was the first one. And then um, the second book, he goes back to help, um, help Robin Hood because I love Robin Hood. And it's one of those storylines that, There's really not a whole lot of truth behind it while it's all based in truth. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of play with it. And I did a little back to the future thing where I sent him back to where the dwarf that was like 400 years old when he met him. Now he was a teenager. So they were like the same age. Okay. So I just kind of got to play with that whole back to the future, you know, meeting your father, whatever. Uh, And it was really fun. I enjoyed writing both of those stories.
0: That's really cool. Um, you also have a couple there was one I saw uh what was it called? The I wish I would have had better notes than this. I am sorry. Uh here we go. The um it was the ghost dogs? No, it was uh Pets of Elsewhere. Pets of Elsewhere, that's what it was called, yes. Um I just I like ghosts, so it it intrigued me immediately. Um the Tell us a little bit about that one
1: that is a fun book um and i will send you a copy too and when we're off air just give me your address i'd love to send you that
0: book. i mean i'm not gonna say it no. is
1: super fun i know right <laughs> <laughs> um so my dog we would go to the dog park and while we were there there was a warmerimer. and the owner said that in um scotland they're called ghost dogs because their fur is so uh pale gray and their eyes are so light blue that you can barely see them in the normal mist that occurs in that region. So they're called ghost dogs. And I was like, ooh, what yeah. if they were really ghost dogs? And that's <laughs> where. <laughs> so I made this story about a boy who uh, moves to St. Augustine and his family open, uh, they move into an old veterinarian's house to open a bed and breakfast. And the boy starts getting visited by these animals in the house to tell their story, to redeem them. Because this vet maybe wasn't as great as he pretended to be. And it has a lot of the lore and fascination with ghosts and um, the... um, the fountain of youth and all those cool things that happen in St. Augustine. So that was also, I mean, I, I just, I like to write what I would like to watch. So. Yes.
0: And do you, do you have a specific aim? Like, are you aiming specifically for like younger audience, teenage audience, adult audience? Now, I mean, but like I know for like the teen books, young adult books, Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, those are, read and beloved by millions of adults everywhere right um are you are you trying to get a specific um area or is it just you're writing to write and whoever reads it reads it kind of thing kind of
1: both i mean you kind of you need an audience and in in the publishing world usually unless you're stephen king usually your protagonist is a couple of years older than your reader so my 12 year old protagonist puts my book to a fourth to sixth grade reading level. So that's okay. like Clifton, you know, so, so most of my, uh, my sweet spot for storytelling is mostly fourth to sixth grade. Uh, Metal mouth is a little bit older. The toilet papers is 16 plus, And, you know, so, but I usually, uh, my school visits, usually that fourth to sixth grade audience is my sweet spot and i I get them the most they make the most sense to me okay like mentally i think i stopped there like fourth to sixth grade i get
0: (laughs) it's one of those it's one of those like like core memories those are the those the years that were like the most development for any individual and because i have a, a a fair amount of memories from like fourth grade to eighth grade right um it is. It's
1: the best times. It's, I mean, it's, it, it it's is a lot it difficult. Isn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll, I'll ask my 15 year old what she thought about those years. Yeah, but, uh, yeah exactly. Um, No, I, I was just curious. Cause I know um, I, in my youth, speaking of in those years, sixth to eighth grade, I was writing a lot of short stories and I'm like, Oh man, I can make these into a novel. And I, I feel like after high school, I tried to like sit down, actually make a story and didn't really go anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not easy. I mean, um, no matter what you're writing, if it's a book, a comic, a movie, it's the the funny thing is I get obviously emailed all the time, weekly, I've got a great idea, I'd love to talk to you about it. Yeah. And it's like, I have a book, I have a Word document of 116 ideas I will never write because I have a new one today. And so it, it's not the idea. Everybody has a great idea. Yes. It's the execution. Mm-hmm. And and even more so, I think, like, I, I kind of feel like ideas are just sprinkled. And then, because how many times have you seen an invention or a storyline that you're like, oh my God, I had that. I had yep. that character. Yep. Um. So I think that's the other thing too, is like, they're just sort of dropped. And then whoever carries out the, the thought process and turns it into something is the winner.
0: Correct. And if, if you break it down... To like the baser levels, almost all the stories are similar enough anyway yeah. that, that you have to changing it to where it will work for you. Uh, unless you're changing completely everything, right? Like, no, no story is really original anymore. There's everything like, is a like three. stories yeah, because yeah. everything is just a, a knockoff of something else. Like,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> it's, it's why we have Fifty Shades of Grey. That That's a,
1: right, and yeah. and Fifty Shades of Chicken. Have you seen that book?
0: No, but that sounds fin- fun. It's a
1: chicken. It's a cookbook. And you know that okay. the, the chicken is tressed on the cover. <laughs> That's like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs>
0: you know what? I Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's a thing. Let's go so with you, it.
1: You brought it up. Okay. I did. I, I did. I did bring
0: it up. I will wholeheartedly admit that. <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and move into your comic, The Nine Circles. Uh, and this story is about I got the the synopsis here and maybe you can give us a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh, about it it's a it's a three-issue miniseries it's about the uh, a fallen one charged with safeguarding an end times witness through the nine circles of hell uh, believes with enough good deeds God will take him back since God himself said vengeance is mine and this demon cowboy is the archangel vengeance um, this is based off a short story that you wrote. Uh, if I remember, if I saw correctly, it was, uh, uh, Amazon number one release for, uh, short stories. And if I also remember correctly, you were telling me in emails like a few weeks back that this was opted for AMC. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the book and then sure. maybe see if there's hints at something.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Of course. Um, yeah. So the, the story was a short story in the toilet papers, places to go while you go short story collection. And um, that story, it, it just was the strangest thing because it, it just kind of wrote itself. And I was just sort of sitting there one day and I heard the first line and I was just like, Oh, uh, okay. I guess I'll get a piece of paper and, and write it, write it down. Because it was so like in my face and um and yeah, I just, the the thought that this, this demon, you know, is part of the whole leaving heaven and, you know, joining the the fallen angel, and then they come to earth, and what happens on earth that's so awful that God sends a flood that he was part of, yeah. and perhaps in that time frame, he has in, um, an epiphany where he hears that scripture, vengeance is mine, And he just takes it literally, and he thinks if I can do enough good deeds, then God will take me back. So he's like, you know, he's the cowboy. He's the loner. He's not, the demons don't want him because he's a traitor. Mm -hmm. And the angels don't want him because he's a traitor. Mm -hmm. So he really, he answers to no one and he's the enemy of all. So um, it's a really cool character as far as that dynamic goes, that he has nothing to lose and everything to lose at the same time, which I feel has. So much play for a TV series or for a continued comic series as yeah. well,
0: yeah. Um, and this is gonna be getting published by Blue Moon Comics, correct? close,
1: close. Blood Moon, blood Moon. Yep. Sorry, yep. I
0: apologize, apologize. No worries. Um, and it's coming out July 15th,
1: yeah. The roughly? Yeah. Roughly? Yeah, roughly, yeah, yeah, 13th, 15th. It's a Wednesday, of course, okay. Yeah, well, that's whichever one's um, whatever it that Wednesday is.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Well, so. Obviously, did you when you wrote that short story, you weren't expecting? Were you were you expecting something like this to come out of it? Did did they at- approach you? Did, did you approach them or something? Or yeah, they how did how did it come out? Okay, no, so. no,
1: never planned on this. I just um, this story is just so loud, and I don't know how else to explain it without sounding like I need psychiatric care. <laughs> um when I when I started writing um uh, film and television in January of 2021 I finished working on um the the movie that I actually just sold and I was sitting down to work on something else and it was so weird it was almost like I could see Simi and he's the angel like sitting on the couch behind me and just sitting there going hey so I, I heard you're um heard you're writing films now so you going to tell my story? Like it was the same thing <laughs> as like the first time when I started writing, like, oh, I guess, oh, OK, I guess I should write this. And it that's never happened with anything I've written before, how like, I mean, I've heard pieces or characters or scenes, but it's just it's so weird how it's been so strong and just vivid. Yeah. Uh, and again, again, I may need psychiatric care, but if I get paid, then maybe go. not. It
0: works, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I I, I did the script. I turned it into a TV show, and I literally took that entire short story and converted it to the TV pilot, the first okay. episode. Because I really didn't know where to go from there, even when I wrote the short story, I just knew it had a very cool world potential. Um, it won several um, awards, semi finalist, quarter finalist positions in several competitions through ScreenCraft and others. And then that caught the eye of um, Blood Moon Comics, and they asked if I would be interested in adapting it. And I'm so like, done. never say no.
0: Yeah, exactly, right.
1: I said, yeah, I can totally write a comic. And then I got you know a book on how to write comics, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's yeah, you been... figure
0: out figure figure it out along the way. Yeah, it's the well, best way to do it.
1: My artist cool as hack. Yes, because... I was going to bring him up
0: because oh, that art God. it 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 works with the story. I really enjoyed it when you. When you sent me that first uh, copy of the issue for issue one, I really enjoyed it. It was really cool.
1: He's amazing. And he has been such a great mentor. He's been my, um, like I'm the the one learning and I usually, I'm the one teaching. So it's been so cool just to have him show me how to do the script and how he transfers the script to images and how he plots Mm -hmm. out the, you know, all the panels and when the page turns should be and how I've had to you know, take all of my book knowledge and then how do I translate that to yes. this? And he has just been generous and kind. And so we laugh so much. We're both the biggest dorks in the world. Our, our messengers are probably some of the funniest things I've ever read. So that's awesome.
0: That's very <laughs> good. Um, yeah. So, like I said earlier, it's a three issue story, which you have right now. Um, is. Depend- I guess I really should ask this. Depending on how it sells, how it, how it goes out there, are you planning on making more? Or would the company plan on, on you continuing on in the series? Or is it going to be one of those things where, because you have the show, the options for the show, you're going to focus more on that and then kind of push this to the back burner for a bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, for right now, I, I just have... Basically, I took the pilot episode... Yes. And that's, and that was, the, you know, the comic. Okay. So I have ideas for the next eight to make it a nine show season for the nine circles. Um, <laughs> so I could, good. thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I could continue it and I might continue it, okay. but, um, like right now I'm just going to see, cause like I said, I've never done a comic before. So Correct. I'm going to see how it does. Um, and then obviously see what happens, you know, it, it is in, um, consideration for development with AMC and with another, um, uh, TV, sh- uh, like network, I guess it would be, or production company with a network. I think, I don't know how they work. This is all new to me too. Yeah. So, but, but it's, it's buzzing and they like it. And, um, I've got some, uh, um, a producer that has agreed verbally to be a part of it and he is. Uh, he's, he's worked with people I've mentioned on this podcast. (laughs) And um, so that's exciting. So I'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I know that um, sometimes it's a pass because they have similar shows in, in development, which did happen at another network. Um, So it happens, Mm. but, um, but it's okay, because if it doesn't work out now, then I can see how the comic doesn't come back yeah, and finish exactly. the story.
0: And I mean, worst case, say, say the show doesn't kick off or um, it gets passed over there, mm-hmm. and the comic does well enough, but not well enough for Blood Moon to continue on. You can always right. take it the Kickstarter, like Kickstarter and and Indiegogo. Uh, I've I've been a, a proponent of it. Uh, has been growing a lot for, for comic, and especially indie comics yeah. and the, um, the the creator-owned stuff. So yeah, that's always sure. an option, too. Open to everything. Exactly. Um, and I know comics, I mean, heck, you, you've you known about comics since you were younger. I've, as you can kind of tell, I've got a profanity for comics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I that's, was going to ask. That's
0: just my trades. Uh, my, right? my single issues are over there. Um, yeah, so... Obviously telling story script to story, script to panel, is like you said, it's different than writing script to book, script to novel. It it takes uh you have to change up your mindset just a little bit. Yeah. But um worst case, like maybe you know, what's what's the possibility of you taking this short story and continuing on in a full on novelization? Is that
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, it's possible okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All of the above. I will. I would entertain all of the above, and even if one took off, I would still, you know, like it, yeah, others. for sure. Yeah. Because there's there's different audiences. I mean, people that read the comic don't necessarily watch the movie or TV show, and, and people who watch the show don't necessarily read the book. So mm-hmm. you've got all the different audiences as well.
0: And as long as you have a hand in it, it's probably it'll be mm-hmm. better. And I'm not saying like Star Wars. We mentioned that earlier. Is right. is a wonderful example of you've got the tv shows, you've got the comics, you've got the novels, you've got right. all other stuff. And they have somebody overhead that will, you know, encompass everything, but mm-hmm. they're also handing all that off to multiple different creators. Yes. And things do get lost in the mix sometimes. Right. Whereas if you are heading it all, it'd be like you're writing this, writing that, right.
1: overseeing it's, that. It, it it'll you can kind of keep it contained. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Okay. I, I would enjoy that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, my last really question slash dive, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dredge. I saw that on your, your, your thing, and that intrigued me a lot. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So um, The Dredge is about a boy who can see things before they happen and a girl who steals things secrets and she's trying to read his so that she can rise in the ranks of their society um it's kind of like maze runner meets hunger games meets star wars because it has that sci-fi meets magical like Mm -hmm. star wars does um when i wrote the novella i knew i had a very cool story but i was not a good enough writer to write okay. the entire world. Like, I knew that. I knew there's no way I'm, I'm giving <laughs> Merrick the justice he deserves. Um, so that was actually the first story that I adapted of mine okay. into, into a TV show. Um, and the girl character, she became her entire thing, like, spoke to me that that there's this society where you know, you commit a sin and then these shame bearers come in and they bear your shame so that you are cleansed. And now they carry it. So it's like this religious kind of messed up, you know, side cult. Yeah. Yeah. of This society. And then you've got the, um, the network, which are the people who are kind of like the religious fanatics that are militia based. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, I've got all these factions and then there's a drug Ish, like a drug lord kind of person, like a gangster underground guy. And then you've got the main character, Merrick, and then Petra is the Shame Bearer girl. And when they when they get around each other, like they they uh, they zero out their powers. So okay. he can't see the future when she's around very well at, or hers, and he she can't read his secrets. So um mm. yeah, I I absolutely love this story. It's my favorite story as far as books go that I've written. Um, and I I do have the script, uh, you know, the whole first season mapped out and the first yeah. episode written, um, so it's on the list to be like a comic, mm, sure. And it's being shopped to some places for production. Um, no bites yet, but um, yeah, and it's won a couple of awards. Same thing, some quarter finalists and semifinalist positions, which is always good to know that that it's you know it's doing well as far yeah. as receiving. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a great – it's a really fun story. It's a great world. And it's one of those worlds that I, like, honestly, I think other people could come in and make it even better okay. than I could. You Expand know? on it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. That's – okay. I think if there's one thing that I'm taking away from talking to you, Jamie, is that – um, I like everything that you're writing. Like this, all sounds wonderful. Um, yeah, thank you. Good. Yeah, no, this is this is awesome. So I think that's uh, about everything I have. Um, thank you very much for reaching out and and coming on the show. Uh, let all everybody listening let them know where they can find you on on the internet.
1: Perfect. Um, on social, I'm mostly mostly at Jamie Ingle writes. And I'm sure we can put that in the show notes. Definitely be in the show notes. Yep. My website is the right angle.
0: Which that will be in the show notes too. Perfect.
1: Um, I am most active. You're going to laugh at me on um, LinkedIn. But that's where all the directors and producers and um, managers and agents are. And um, I really enjoy it. There's never anything negative, like barely politics or religion. Um, not that I don't have those views, but I just don't think they're ever supposed to be made public. (laughs) Ever. Agreed. (laughs) Um, If you you listen
0: to my show at all and my co-host, we, uh, we're very vocal about it Mm -hmm. on our stuff, but, um, Mm -hmm. that's, this is our stuff. So you you know what you're, you know, what you're getting into when you listen.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, follow me, tag me. I do, um, hashtag wins for the week on Fridays um, I, I do a TikTok dance and a hashtag wins for the week. And it's really just to you know, inspire all of us because we all have these like big milestone dreams and goals. And as creatives, a lot of times um, it takes really long and it's easy to get discouraged and feel like you're failing and you're not progressing. So I just encourage everybody to look at their week and be like, you know what? I I read, you know, two comics this week and took notes or I wrote a page in a book or I outlined something or I, you know, I don't know, did a, I made a, a vase or something. <laughs> just whatever your creative thing yep. is, you know, I, I gained t- 10 new followers this week. Um, just putting that out there and just so we can all celebrate together and encourage each other.
0: That's awesome. 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 Again, Jamie, thank you for coming on. Thank you. And we will, uh, I'll make sure to put all the stuff in the show notes and- oh. Yeah. Everybody, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time.